0: Running backwards through a field of dicks, is the going-off podcast, never a dull second. <laughs> and we're back once again to talk about uh, Run the Jewels, because, oh boy, you guys just, just won't let us hear the end of it. They told us on Run the Jewels 1, they told us on Run the Jewels 2, <laughs> but we weren't listening. <laughs> so they're back once again, specifically Ooh. for us. <laughs> <laughs> to let us know just exactly what the fuck is up with Run the
1: Jewels. They, they were sitting on Run the Jewels 3, and they were like, eh, we could release it when we said we were going to, like, mid-January, but fuck, don't Rap Critic and Muse have one more recording in them before the end of the year? <laughs> Christmas miracle, be upon the podcast. <laughs> I woke up Christmas morning, and uh, Molly was still in bed. I, I hopped online, saw uh, Run the Jewels 3 was posted on Spotify, and by the time she was up, I was just sitting there. I was about maybe three quarters of the way through the album, and she just walked in the doorway, and I just looked at her, and I just had this look on his face like, it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful.
1: <laughs> I, I just Merry looked at her. Christmas me. to all! I just said, Run the Jewels 3. And she goes, eh? And I go, so good.
0: <laughs> Santa is real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they do exist. <laughs> God, do you remember that Rock. fucking commercial they'd, they'd air every fucking year? They still do. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't, I don't have cable, so I haven't seen
0: it. But, oh, fuck's sake. Dude, uh, it's like, okay, it's funny the first time. I think it's just one of those things where it was so popular, they're just going to keep bringing it back just for all those people who haven't seen it yet, you know what I mean? Do they still air that
1: one Halloween commercial where, like, they they walk up to the door and there's, like, hey, nice costumes, and they're like, what costumes? Uh, I haven't seen that one as much. And then the fucking peanut
0: does, like, the rock-on hand signal, which I always thought was weird. Uh, what was it? Uh, what was another one? Oh, then there's, of course, the Hershey's Christmas one, the dee 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 where they're just playing the, we wish you a Merry Christmas. I think I remember seeing that fucking commercial as a toddler like I, 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 that one's innocent like that one's okay you know there's no joke it's just like hey we're just doing the christmas jingle with hershey's kisses we gotta sell our shit and why not wish your merry christmas as well like whatever her,
1: hershey's kisses are fucking simple ass chocolate
0: you know what it is yeah we don't gotta <laughs> tell you it's older than your fucking grandparents The one that I hate, though, is this new one that they're trying to push. It's like this guy who looks like Ebenezer Scrooge, but then you find out that he's Frankenstein, and he puts Christmas tree lights in in the bolts in his neck, and then they start singing, like, a Christmas song together, and it's just like... What? Uh, this makes no fucking sense. Oh my gosh! Have you seen this? No! That sounds awful! (laughs) <laughs> it's like, can we not excuse this? Like, what the fuck type of trying really hard to do a nightmare before Christmas style commercial is this shit?
1: So wait, it's it's a Frankenstein's monster creature, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you gotta and watch it. Wait,
1: wait, I'm gonna show it to you. And he is Scrooge or what? <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, I'm so confused!
0: Just just, just watch it. Okay.
1: Ah, uh, fuck
0: this.
1: <laughs> okay, so I first started watching it and I jokingly said, is that Brad Garrett? And I think it is Brad Garrett from um Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh-huh. His, like, his, you know, brother that always kind of sounded like Frankenstein anyway.
0: Yeah, he always sounds kind of dopey.
1: Holy shit, that is... It, how... So, is this, like, an old thing that they're just, like, trying to... Or is this a new one? No, this is new. This is from this year. Oh, okay, yeah, I see that now. Published. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake. No, that that's awful.
0: But, like, okay, so I think the, the plot of the commercial is that... Well, first of all, when I first saw it, at, like, at a glance, I thought it was supposed to be Scrooge. But then it was like, oh, it's actually Frankenstein's monster. Okay. And he wants mm. to come down to the village with the help of an Apple phone. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like... Where did he get an Apple phone? <laughs> what, what time zone? I mean, what uh, time period is this supposed to be? He's Where? got a fucking tiny-ass music box.
1: <laughs> why don't you just carry around the music box? Yeah, like, why does why he Why are need... you recording it onto a phone?
0: What the fuck does he need the aid- of the fucking uh, Apple phone for if he has the music box right, box right there, can he not bring Just that bring into the village? Just bring the really music sh- box
1: down to this town square. Yeah, literally.
0: This this commercial is oddly, ironically, like showcasing how like you honestly useless and uh, uh, what, what's redundant yeah <laughs> redundant the technology is It's like hey here's this thing that you could have done with this but you know use our technology just to say that you have it you
1: know <laughs> like, oh, there's a song on my music box I love so much I'm gonna record it on my iPhone and now I gotta
0: sync it to my Apple watch
1: <laughs> like all
0: fucking right it's what all the kids are doing <laughs> <laughs> Apple. Okay. Yeah, but it literally makes no sense. It's like maybe if, like, I don't know, if the uh, if the music box like broke or something like that. Right. Know? Like he had to sell it. That that would have been a good point. Like he had to sell it, but before he sells it, you know, he's gonna record the tune on his Apple phone. But like, if he just has it, what's wrong?
1: <laughs> It's, like, the only modern-looking thing in his whole house. Yeah. <laughs> so, y- you're chopping firewood, but you have an
0: iPhone. That, that you have to pay... Uh, first off, like, you have to pay at least, like, what, like, 500 for? Probably. And then, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe he, do- maybe he doesn't get cell phone service because, you know, who the fuck is he going to call? <laughs> yeah. And I, I assume he's living in a pretty remote
1: area, uh, yeah. removed from the city, so he probably had to send Igor down to the, uh, <laughs> to the Apple store, which is already kind of off-putting because he's onchback, and he bought the phone for him because he knew, hey, if I, Frankie, ugh, walked into the Apple store, you know, everyone would be put off. Although they acted- they, they, they were pretty receptive to him when he actually walked into the Times Square like there were no pitchforks or yeah. torches- they were all just, ugh. You'd think they'd be screaming a little bit more. I mean, this is the guy who fucking threw a girl into a lake. <laughs> yeah, did, the, did we forget about that? <laughs> How did they know he wasn't going to do that with the girl that walked up to him in the commercial?
0: Yeah, and, and like, it, it was weird because the reason why they start laughing at him, why he's supposed to have failed, is because he plays he plays the thing back, and then one of the lights goes out like yeah is that why like oh ha, 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 what a fool just like <laughs> the, just, not really that bad <laughs> like okay one of the lights went out so that happens on christmas tree lights. Uh, christmas trees all the fucking time and then it's, like it's the it's the running joke yeah a- and then uh, the idea that is like okay so he played it and then it stopped playing right wasn't that the mm. idea like he played it back And then the recording stopped, as it was going to do anyway, because he didn't play that much of it. Like maybe he doesn't have it on a loop. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that could have been a thing. Hey, you could put it on a loop when you're when the recording is done, so you could have it, you know, replaying. Wouldn't that be a thing that they want to bring up if that was a feature? But no, it's just he plays it. Oh yeah, as like it was when I recorded it, and on the original music box, it's only going to play one time. I'm an idiot. (laughs) I'd love if after that whole heartwarming
1: thing and they sing the song and he's just like, hmm, they still end up chasing him to a windmill and killing him anyway. (laughs) Now where where were we? (laughs) Oh shit, we almost forgot our antiquated
0: sensibilities. (laughs) No, like, there's literally no, like, the song doesn't even relate to the original story, you know? Like, maybe if the song had sort of, like, a parallel with, like, accepting people, like, you know, uh, meeting new neighbors or something like that, and, you know, maybe there's something like that, but no, it's just, there's no place like Home for the Holidays, that has nothing to do with anything, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: because is this town of bigoted people that don't accept him? Does he really
0: consider that home? Yeah, his home is in the isolated place where he came from. And you're not there right now. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Maybe that's the point. There's no place like home for the holidays. I lowered myself to be with you people, and I should have stayed home. Well, is it just because the one girl comes up to him that everyone warms up to him? Because at first they're like, Eh, what the fuck is he doing? It doesn't really change much. Yeah, like, no, really, what is he doing? <laughs> but then everyone's just suddenly into it. Oh, the girls singing. it? Uh, why not all of us? Uh, yeah. If a girl can see past it, if, if a little teeny gap-toothed uh, lass can see <laughs> past his weird disfigurement, yeah. Maybe we all can.
0: Who's the real who's the real monster? <laughs> mm, the little girl. Oh yeah, no. Oh. This, this basically seems like like as I was watching I was like, "Wait, are they trying to do like The Grinch also?" Cuz that's what it seems like they were going for.
1: They are trying to cover a lot of different bases. Oh yeah, it totally <laughs> is like a Cindy Lou Who
0: thing. Yeah. yeah but they couldn't get the rights. Like, (laughs) yeah, they were trying to do the Grinch, but then someone realized they couldn't get the rights to it, and they're like, ah, fuck, what else we got? Well, Frankenstein's in the uh, public domain. Fuck it, use him. (laughs)
1: Frankenstein's in the public domain. I'm pretty sure the whole Scrooge Christmas story thing, uh, Christmas Carol is public domain. Just roll them together. Yeah. Figure that shit out. You know what I noticed on the second viewing because it autoplayed and showed it to me, Again, which was exactly what I wanted um he's not badly dressed for like uh you know a hermit, yeah he, like you'd imagine he'd be he'd look disheveled or whatever, but no, the only thing that points out that that he's that he's supposedly frankie
0: are the bolts, yeah other than that, he just looks like a normal dude yeah, and and if this is supposed to be like the 1800s I mean most people don't look that great <laughs> when you
1: said Scrooge. You reminded me of another, um... By the way, th- I'm, I'm sure people are loving this, by the way. They were having all this Christmas conversation after Christmas, but fuck you! <laughs> hey, right. hey!
0: The Christmas spirit
1: lives on, bruh. Oh, most certainly does. The holiday cheer doesn't run out, especially on this podcast. Please, all year round if we could. No, um, you reminded me of a commercial that I remember seeing a lot w- w- when I was a youngin'. Um... Featuring Scrooge, uh, it was for Honey Nut Cheerios, and Honey Nut Cheerios B went into like Ebenezer Scrooge's like, what was it, a bank, a accounting firm? I don't know. And at first, Scrooge was like, "Bah, get out of here!" Ah, but then fucking Honey, you know, gives him a spoonful of Honey Nut Cheerios. and and Ebenezer Scrooge is like, "Huh." Yeah, that's that's pretty yummy. He doesn't say anything, but he gives a little smile.
0: And, you know,
1: and it's like, oh, look at that. Fucking all it took was some Honey Nut Cheerios. You didn't have to waste your time with the three apparitions telling him about his wrongdoing and how his horrible deeds in life are going to lead to him dying alone. No, you're just going to give him a bowl of mildly sweetened breakfast cereal. And he's like, oh, Which shit. is good for his cholesterol too yeah, So there yeah. he's got that going for him yeah, I've been being
0: a dick <laughs> I've been
1: being a dick I didn't even know the cereal existed
0: <laughs> All I needed to brighten my day And to pay my workers Was to not Was to eat some Cheerios You got fucking
1: Jacob Marley Outside the window Just just <laughs> completely wrapped up in the chains Like it was that easy <laughs> Wait
0: a minute <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I decked myself with all these (laughs) chains for nothing. This shit is cold. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I wrap myself in heavy-ass steel? (laughs) I was
0: going about this all wrong. Thanks, Cartoon B. (laughs) Man, maybe you should do that with other uh, greedy-ass CEOs. Just give them a bowl of Cheerios. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, Fucking, hey, dude. Have we? Have we?
1: Have we? Have we tried it? <laughs> maybe that was the suspicious package that had them um, evacuate Trump Tower. Someone was trying to give Trump a box of Honey Nut Cheerios, and he didn't. He didn't know what it was. He didn't recognize it. So it was like, oh no! it's... Uh, so they had to stop everything like, and what? evacuate. It smells like happiness. Get it away. <laughs> 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 it has a glow of cheer about it. Get it away from me.
0: I just saw I just saw Trump Tower lobby evacuation prompted by bag of toys. Are you
1: serious? Was that what it was? Again, something else he just didn't recognize. And I I know that you know we can judge because we're not we're we're We were never in their situation, you know, in their place. We haven't walked a mile in their shoe. but you heard what Ivanka said. She never had a lemonade stand outside Trump Tower because she didn't have that luxury. Do you not hear her say that? No. <laughs> yeah, man. She was trying to basically say, I didn't have a typical childhood that honestly, I don't know anybody that ever had a fucking lemonade stand outside of like TV and movies, but she was, she was trying to say, like, hey, look, I didn't grow up, you know, like everyone else. I didn't have the typical childhood, but her phrasing was fucking ass backwards, and made it sound like everyone else was privileged, and she was missing out.
0: I didn't get to go to summer camp, you know? And I didn't get to, yeah, you know, and other, uh, cliche thing that's mainly in Hollywood. <laughs> you know? I nev- I never broke out because of contact with poison oak
1: everybody <laughs> I, I didn't uh, i didn't go to summer camp yeah i didn't have the same typical childhood memories i didn't, I, didn't, I never got shoved in a locker okay oh yeah
0: i never had to give the bully my lunch money holy <laughs> well, 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 shit that on, that only happens on tv and movies yeah <laughs> what else what else <laughs> I never had to have I don't know had to uh, worry about going to the prom with with uh, with Margaret Jade who uh, I was so nervous about asking until I until I don't know I had to do chores for a kung fu master or something like that. why <laughs> like just trying to get everything that he's that she's seen in movies from the eighties Look everybody, I was never drenched in pig's
1: blood and killed everybody with my telekinesis. <laughs> I wasn't granted telekinesis as an infant. I wasn't so lucky. <laughs> I, was <never laughs> I was never picked on an oddball team of misfits for soccer, baseball, or hockey. Take your pick.
0: <laughs> fucking Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I didn't or... have Emilio Estevez as my coach, you know? Things were hard.
1: <laughs> uh, speaking of Estevez, you hear what fucking Charlie uh, Sheen said? holy shit yeah so i was like oh it's like take trump next take trump next (laughs) (laughs) i mean charlie sheen isn't saying what a lot of people haven't already thought i'm just gonna go ahead and say that that's one of the calmest tamest things i've heard charlie sheen get in trouble for saying
0: but i'll say this he said worse you've been doing drugs and all this shit and you obviously have mental problems your whole life you ain't too different from all the other people, all the other celebrities that died this year, so I'd be quiet if I were you. Dude, he, yeah, he might be next, and like, I, I'm not yeah. wishing
1: or hoping, but... Yeah, I'm not hoping for it either, but, like, sit down. <laughs> yeah, if, if you look, yeah, I, I never really put two and two together. I'd seen a lot of people after uh, after Carrie Fisher had passed away earlier this week that, um, you know, it is isn't 2016, which I was getting annoyed at, at people saying that back, like... Halfway through the year, that people were cursing 2016 as if it was like an entity that had a motive and was killing off all our favorite <laughs> dude, like childhood heroes. Final destination. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's just a course of human life, dude. I mean,
0: it's like all it, these it, people it, are gonna die eventually.
1: And it just so happens that they're and that age range of things that would have inert that like influenced our childhood. I'm sure if you look back a couple of years ago, you know, our parents might be like, "Oh my god, yeah, there was one year where like all these golden age actors from like the 30s and 40s just all passed away in one year." It was horrible. It seemed like, you know, a big coincidence.
0: We're just now noticing because it happens to be the things we're nostalgic for. Well, honestly, honestly, uh <clears throat> the problem with it is that people are noticing is that a lot of these people are people who aren't that old. Like That's se- true, yeah. Yeah, like 70s, 80s, we can understand, but these guys are like 50s. She just turned 60. Uh, uh, Alicia Heed, uh, excuse me, um, uh, Fife Dog was only in his 40s.
1: Now I am seeing people point out that. Yeah, though, uh, a lot of these people may have been dealing with some with some mental issues, too, which yeah, could have they, led they just to their addictions. Around.
0: They were just walking around whistling a happy tune their whole life, and then one day, they just got stabbed in the back by a mysterious cloak that had 2016 on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't just wake up one morning and decide to do cocaine. There was reasons for it. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, I posted an article, actually, that was talking about, like, hey, man, you know, it's not just 2016 going around killing people. I know you guys have, like, the rhetoric and you're not serious and it's, you know, cute, but we could be using this opportunity to talk about a serious problem. And we're, Mm. you know, sidestepping it in in service of, you know, trying to relieve the stress of losing people that we love by making a joke out of it, you know? Yeah. And their point was that, like, hey, a lot of this is due to drugs. And mm. a lot of people po- pointed out when I shared the article, they were like, man, fuck this guy because he's talking to like uh, he's basically victim blaming kind of in a way that is going like, well, you know un- unwrap the uh, unwrap the puzzle a little bit more, and it's actually a stigma of mental illness that we have a real problem with that is exacerbated mm. by drugs, and that's why I like the article that that you showed me um." Mm. And, you know, I was like, yeah, that's actually like a much better point. And this article kind of dissects that article because I'm not going to lie. I kind of did notice that it was like, you know, kind of be like, oh, well, Prince did weed once. And I was like, I-, I don't think that's that bad. But like when you get into the opioids stuff, that's actually you know yeah. legal, actually uh, a problem that a lot of people in the uh, in uh, in America are having a problem with. I did not realize this. Opioid addiction mm. is a big problem, but it goes unnoticed because, well, these are legal drugs. So, eh, we don't want to mess yeah. with their money. <laughs> you know, we don't want to mm-hmm. tell we don't want to tell uh, uh, Big Pharma that the stuff that they're selling is wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? just the illegal stuff that uh, <clears throat> America can't tax. <clears throat> you know.
1: Yeah. Speaking of uh, of things getting a little too real in the room. Mm. All body count, dude. Are all. Our old friend's Body Count. For those who may be unaware, Body Count was uh, Ice-T's, like, hard rock slash heavy metal side project. And that may sound really dumb. (laughs) On paper, that sounds awful. Because right now you're going through your head of references of when rappers tried to do rock stuff. And the first thing you're going to think of is Lil Wayne. Yeah. And its not it wasn't anything like that. Um, thank God. Body Count was considerably more badass, and uh, their first album was actually really fucking cool. But the thing that got uh, a lot of attention at the time was their song that I think was cut from specific copies uh, because I don't think uh, re- retailers wanted to carry the album. Uh, the song Cop Killer. Yeah. Which... Holy shit! If you haven't heard "Cop Killer," go mm. back and listen to "Cop Killer." It, it but there's also be, a song.
0: <clears throat> it might be better than "Fuck the Police." <clears throat> yeah,
1: I would. I would say so. "Fuck the Police." Somehow, I mean, neither are radio friendly, but one got exposed more than the other one somehow. But I remember. I remember there were there like being controversy because I was alive during the. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I was alive during both but I wasn't old enough to realize the whole shit about uh, fuck the police. But I remember them talking about uh cop killer on TV and making a big thing about it. It being like one of, one of my earliest memories of like people talking about either like some type of art form, like
0: shouldn't be allowed. And I thought that was really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about this song is that whereas in, uh, uh, fuck the police by NWA ice cubes verse is on point ice cubes verse makes like good points the, I actually did a video about fuck the police it would have been interesting if I would have done a uh, a parallel with these two songs though that would have been a good idea but you know let me talk about it now so the first verse is great by ice cube and I'm so glad it's first but the second and third verses are kind of d- whack Like, I'm not gonna lie. And, you know, it feels kind of bad to say it because they're kind of legends in the game at this point. But, like, if you really look at it, you know, Ice Cube was talking about how, like, man, I'm just minding my own business, but you guys are fucking with me because you think, oh, this poor black guy can't have this much money, so let's fuck with him and, you know, find a reason why we need to put him in jail. And and so, therefore, you get the righteous rage that comes with what he's saying. You know what I mean? But Mm. then when you get the rest of the song, like... MC Ren is literally saying, "No, I am a criminal, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna go after you anyway because fuck you guys." It's like, wait a minute. Well, they have a point now. <laughs> you know, like I can't be on your side just because you're black. No, the point is that I'm black and I'm minding my own business, but they're fucking with me anyway. Not I'm black and sure I committed crimes, but still, I mean, you know, you guys are gonna be on my side, right? Like, no. <laughs> I guess
1: the neighbors think we're selling dope. Well, motherfucker, I am. <laughs>
0: Basically. It's like, uh... Yeah. And, you know, what does he say? He says, um... Uh, um I want to get to the specific lyric that he says. Um, no, it's, it, it's easy's verse. He says... Uh, oh, they're shining my light, they're shining a light in my face, and for what? Maybe it's because I kick so much butt, I kick ass. And first you could be like, oh, well, it's because he's saying because I'm so awesome, you know, he's a kick ass guy, you know, like, I get that. But then he goes, like, it, maybe it's because I kick so much butt, or maybe it's because I blast on a stupid ass nigga and I'm playing with the trigger of an Uzi or an AK. It's like, yeah, that might be the reason, Easy. <laughs> the, the poli- that wasn't the first one that came to yeah, mind? Like, the police might be going after you because you killed someone. <laughs> like, what, what?
1: This isn't an argument. <laughs> Why are you shine that light in my face? Is it be- is it just because I'm so cool, or is it because I stabbed that woman in the
0: back? Uh, oh, is that the reason? Oh shit. Oh Okay, <laughs> you know what now that I think about it Is it because I'm so fly or is it because I
1: shot up that school?
0: um <laughs> <laughs> like you just it might have- be the second one easy. <laughs> He's in his car, and the police are shining light. In his face. He's like, Why are you doing that, huh? Is it just because I got a nice car? Is that it? It's like, Uh, no, because of that bloody body that you just ran over behind you. Oh, ah, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Did,
1: did I even notice I did that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I'm... know it's because I'm so, because I'm just, I'm so cool and because I'm so badass. Yeah. I didn't even notice that I just committed vehicular homicide.
0: <laughs> also, I've been drinking copious amounts of liquor while I'm driving. <laughs> it's like, all right, sir, get out of the
1: car. <laughs> oh, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. Ah, you would have found out anyway, saving us some time. Anyway, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: let's yeah. see what what uh fuck the police was more or less just say. Hey man, I hate being harassed, yeah, right and also it was, it was
0: no one's ever said it before in a in a real big song like that, you know,
1: right what was was fuck the police before or after uh Rodney
0: King? It was before that's what's so crazy that, about it. It was that's before. pretty telling, yeah,
1: yeah, because I'm sure I mean, especially in that area, I'm sure being profiled and being harassed if you were innocent. ...is, uh, what w- was pretty prevalent. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was, like, a... I don't know how, like, widespread it was being reported. I- I'm sure it was an issue at the time. But, see, the difference between Fuck the Police and Cop Killer is... Cop Killer isn't about, hey, man, why are you hassling me? I ain't doing nothing wrong. It's, why are you killing people? Yeah. So It's like, oh... Yeah, Fuck the Police is a much more... Like, I mean, it it, it straight up says Fuck the Police in the song, but it's more or less a response to police brutality
0: and crimes that the police were committing. Yeah, this one is more directly saying... Actually, this one gives direct context. Like, Fuck the Police Mm. doesn't necessarily... Fuck the Police is more of a fantasy song. This one is like... He's saying, this next record is dedicated to the LAPD. And he says, for every cop that has ever taken advantage for, for, of somebody, uh, for every cop that has beaten them down because they had long hair, listened to the wrong music, or the wrong color, whatever they thought was the reason to do it that was messed up. For every, So he's not just saying, I was just walking down the street, and I just felt like rebelling, so I'm going to kill a cop. No! <laughs> yeah. He's saying, because of what you did to us first, this is why we're retaliating. And for all the people that would say like, well, you shouldn't be killing a cop in the first place, but you're, you're only, you're only questioning the second half of the sentence. All you're hearing is I'm going to kill a cop. No. Uh, what, What is it? What is it that I said? It said like, uh, I want to kill cops. All you're hearing is the second half of the sentence. You're not hearing, because I had to deal with this, because my friend had to deal with this, because my friend got killed, because of this, 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 this. Oh, my God. I've had to deal with so much. Sometimes I want to kill a cop but all people are hearing is the last part of the sentence i want to kill a cop oh you guys just want to cause trouble for no reason it's like no and even in this song he told you the first fucking minute of the song is telling you this is what we have to deal with and that's why we're lashing out it gave you no room for doubt that this was the reason and yet people still were just like he said he wanted to kill cops pull it from pull it from the uh pull it from the shelves you know what i mean that's the way
1: I remember it being reported. They, it wasn't very fair, and it didn't really give exact uh, context. See, with, with Fuck the Police, it ends with a cute little... Oh, the cop gets put in jail, Uh and he's dragged away. Uh This one, fuck the police for Daryl Gates, fuck the police for Rodney King, fuck the police for my dead homies, fuck the police for your freedom, fuck the police, don't be a pussy, fuck the police, have some motherfucking courage, fuck the police, sing along. Like, how can you not be like fuck yeah. <laughs> like, e- even like, I'll admit, like, I'm not trying to appropriate, appropriate it or anything, but as someone who like, has been privileged and fortunate enough to never have to deal with any of those situations, yeah, like, I'll listen to the song and still get pumped, you know, and be like, yeah, yeah fuck them, you know, like, yeah. even though, like, I've never had to exactly been, like, see that firsthand, it's like, I feel you, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, and, and, the police almost sounded like more of a novelty
0: than than this did yeah no this was speaking from absolute rage i hate when people take things out of context excuse me because that's the same way we kind of treat words it's like what george carlin said like it's not just about the words. What are the context of the words that the motherfuckers are saying? If he just said, I woke up out of bed, my life was going great, but I saw a cop and so I wanted to shoot him, then I'd be like, that's stupid. That's a stupid context. You know, it's not Don't only- do that. Yeah, it's not <laughs> only dumb to just talk about killing a cop, but it's dumb to do it, oh, just because you wanted to. Like, no, mm. but to have to, to be making a song to, to be reflective of how people feel. Not to actually go out and kill a cop. I'm not saying you should actually do that. No. <laughs> do not do that. Because first of all, you will get fucked up. You're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not getting away with that shit. But to have that feeling, like, I understand. Like, I understand why this song was made. You don't have to directly agree with it. You don't have to say, like, oh, it's not. It, you can say that it's not okay to have that mentality and we should teach people that, you know, uh, to, to do better things with their time if they have rage and things like that. But at the same time, don't deny that people have these feelings and from where they come from, and to take them out of context. You know what I mean? We
1: didn't just want to talk about body count out of nowhere, but I mean, why the fuck not? See, the thing is, they're they're back. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they got they got some shit to say. Um, what's being teased right now is uh, is a new is a new track. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out if there's, uh, I don't know when it's slated for release. I'm trying to look up. The the Wikipedia article only has it listed up until um, their 2014 album. It doesn't have anything uh, newer than that. But, um, which brings that to my attention, because I didn't know they released one in 2014. I'm yep. going to have to go back and listen to that and see if it's any good. But, um, yeah, and the, the video is... Uh, Them filming the uh, music video, and you got uh, Ice-T reading or reciting the, again, the, like, uh, the spoken word intro Uh uh, before the song kicks in. And the song is called No Lives Matter. Yeah. And it's just basically, uh, like, when you're poor, no lives matter. And holy fuck.
0: Dude, it was, like, you know, usually... When someone who's like a revolutionary rapper from the 80s, whenever they come back, their message is never as strong. Cause this is like, kind of feels like they're treading water. Like, you've already said this, we need to rebel against the system. Like, yeah, we heard that. You know what I mean? We heard you say mm-hmm. that. But no, the poignancy with which his words spoke specifically, like, when I heard this, like, I felt like I was hearing Cop Killer for the first time. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just like, he's talking about, like, for all you motherfuckers who don't understand what we're talking about, like, that's like if I said, Gay lives matter, and you motherfuckers said no. All lives should matter. You're you're uh, minimizing the point that I'm yeah. trying to make for us uh, for uh, the purpose of placating yourselves for no reason. You know what I mean? To make yourselves feel better. Like, I, and I wish you would have said something like, um, like that's like saying like you know, can, uh, cancer patients matter, and you come in and say like, but well, what about people who have gonorrhea? All diseases yeah. matter. It's like that's not the fucking point. This is who we're talking about right now. Now, you can talk about your other thing if you want to, but we're talking about this right now and we're trying to do something about it right now that make people feel good because they're not directly part of the problem. Like, no, you know? And so I was like, yes, thank you for immortalizing that in the song. And I was like, dude, I want to check this shit out. You know?
1: See, the one thing that bums me out at the end of the day is that the people who need to hear this message are not going to hear it from this.
0: Well, here's my thing. Like, this isn't.
1: This isn't the song that's gonna cross the aisle, you know, reach across the aisle and, you know, Hey, mister who doesn't get it. This is what we're trying to say and you're not getting it. What so many people have pointed out already is that if someone's racist, right, they're not gonna listen to a black guy tell them about it in the first place, let alone an angry black guy that's yelling at them... With loud, aggressive music under it. But like, unfortunately, it's going to feed into the same uh, the same echo chamber and will agree, but I don't know if anyone who wouldn't think this originally is even going to ever hear this song.
0: Here's my thing, though. This is not for... It, it, it's like with... The reason why they play pop music on the radio a million times, they don't play it so that you, the person who's heard it a million times, Mm, will eventually like it. They play it because they know that there's someone out there who hasn't heard it yet. So that's why they play it a million times, because you're you person who has somehow been able to avoid it. When you turn on the radio this one time, you're going to hear it. So this is not This song is not for people reaching across the aisles. This song is for people just coming into the into the building. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, and that's what I like about this song. Like, the, the people who are racist, we were never gonna reach them anyway. That that's the reality yeah. we gotta accept. But we, songs like this are trying to reach the people that are that are young, that are just hearing about these issues, and could easily flip into the yeah, you know, those black people are being too uppity. Yeah, I'm surrounded by people who are saying it. So, so, so. this is for those people that say like. No, no. You guys need to understand. You guys who are young and coming up without any context, who are just turning ten or eleven, who are just getting into this—you guys need to hear this. You know, and of course, it's high so he's a little older, so people might not hear it. But you know, like the people that need to hear it might not hear. it. But you know, I mean, it happens sometimes. People get into music that uh, is from older generations. Like I got into KRS One, and you know, I didn't—you yeah. know—I didn't grow up with KRS One. I just heard it at the right time. You know what I mean? What I
1: think is funny is the most recent thing that I personally have seen iced tea in was a Geico commercial.
0: Oh, I was going to say the Soldier Boy movie.
1: <laughs> More reason than that. See, I don't have my um, ad blocker on for YouTube. And I suggest most people turn their ad blocker off because that's how we get paid. But... Um, <laughs> Before every third video is the same fucking corny ass commercial of the woman walking up to the lemonade stand. Oh, I've seen that, I've seen that. Ice tea, and ice tea's like, what's with these people, man? It's lemonade. And, and you know, they walk away like, ice tea at a lemonade stand? That's surprising, or whatever, you know? Yeah. And to go from that to this like flick the fucking switch I, i think that might like people will have seen that commercial people will have seen him on law and order you know and then they're gonna see
0: this and go oh ice t i know i know him from that show what does he have to say oh god what's wrong with that actually i think he's the perfect person to say it yeah, because of that, because mm-hmm. he's getting this recognition of people that would typically not listen to a Kendrick Lamar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because, like, especially with this, like,
1: Ice T has the privilege of being one of the very few rappers that middle-aged white people may have actually heard of. <laughs> Just because he's he's in a thing, like they they might know who Drake is, maybe, mm. maybe from Degrassi. I don't know know. I, I know that's how my parents knew who Drake was, But I be, think, because they watched Degrassi and Drake was on there.
0: I think we should just feel privileged to have an artist who's been in the game and in Hollywood this long and still wants to not only speak a, a message of social consciousness, but also a message of social consciousness that like actually makes sense and is relevant. Because you see that a lot of times. Like, First of all, like people who go out in Hollywood and have been there for... How long has he been famous? Like is it three decades at this I'm point. Not. Like yeah. they usually kind of don't care about social things anymore unless it's something that will directly like line their pockets. You know what I mean? Like Kanye West isn't really speaking out for like people who are affected by. You know, uh, in Chicago and shit like that. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's something I don't know about, but for the most part, yeah, he talks about, oh, there's violence in Chicago, but not to the point where it's like that's a mainstay in his music. His last album was about violence, or what was that one song he did? Uh, That fucking song, The Black Skinhead. Like, it's trying to use the violence in Chicago, but it was only in direct relation to him. Like, I'm getting angry like those black kids in Chirac. But, like, at the end of the day, it's still about him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, don't make me angry because, oh, you know what happened with those black kids in Chirac, so I could be the same. But he doesn't, like... He used to kind of speak to that, but he doesn't really speak to the heart of what those people are going through, mainly because he doesn't really have to deal with it anymore. So, you know, all right, it's understood. Like, it doesn't matter to him. He can talk about putting fists in bitches like civil rights signs. That's what he fucking does now. He just makes songs that are all about how, hey, how come I don't get in my way all the time? Hey, I'm a God, why don't people take me seriously as a sane person? But, you know what I mean? hey, Uh, they want the old Kanye. And hey, he could be going through his own, you know, uh, mental problems. And, like, if that's a serious thing, then the people that are close to him should really be helping him out. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, because, I mean, we don't know as much about what Kanye West is going through, so there could be something, he could be going through something just as bad, if not worse, than what, you know, Carrie Fisher or Prince was going through. You know what I mean? Right. But at the end of the day, it's just like, that's not, My direct concern? Like if someone i know is going through that then maybe we he could if he wanted to speak up for mental health and things of that nature and be like yo i'm trying to be a voice for that and so maybe that people around you can do it but if he's going crazy and doing all this stupid shit and his fans are just supposed to his fans are basically his pr team going oh but don't be mad at him because uh, either it's uh, you know the excuse of he's doing it for art or the excuse of well it's because you know he's under a lot of pressure it's just like i it's not I'm not his friend. It's not my you know, job to you know, try to help him. It's my job to be like, what is the good art that's coming out? And is he putting out that good art? Then I will point it out. But if he's just doing crazy shit and wasting people's time with canceling his tour and all that shit, uh, I'm sorry. The end result is what I, as a music consumer, am concerned with. You know what I mean? I, I feel that it's our job as
1: the public at large to hold these people accountable and responsible for when they say crazy shit. Exactly. Like, like, okay. Like you, like, I was just going to say, you can't have Kanye talk about, you know, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And it's like, oh, my God, Kanye, he's saying what we're all thinking. Kanye is really speaking up for the little guy, and he knows what's going on. And he took that opportunity and his stardom, and that, he grabbed that microphone and said something and got people talking To then fast forward a decade later and say, I didn't vote, but if I would have voted, I would have voted for Trump. And just be like, (laughs) ah, you know, it's just Kanye. No, you can't just, that's just Kanye that. Even if it is due to some type of like, you know, stress or the mental shit, like, like you can't just take everything someone like that says with a grain of salt. And I'm not saying blow it out of proportion and, Mm. you know, boycott everything the person's doing because they said something you didn't agree with. But you need to be like, hey, look, we need to
0: address this. We can't just let this fly under the radar. I'll put it to you like this. Uh, If a rich CEO billionaire uh, screws over his workers and does all this stuff that, like, you know, ruins people's lives. But then you later find out he has, like, an actual, like, uh, uh... Uh, what do you call it? Like he's clinically, uh, uh, either depressed or not clinically narcissistic. And it causes him to hoard his money instead of, you know, paying taxes and it causes it. To, it's like, that's like, excuse me, that's bad. And it sucks that he has this thing that causes him to be more selfish That doesn't excuse his actions. It's not like, oh, but it's okay now because see, see, clinically there's a problem. So it's okay that he keeps holding it. No, 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 no. You are still ruining people's lives and that needs to be changed. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, and and it's not that Kanye is ruining people's lives by being a narcissistic asshole. But at the same time, you know, the people who are close to him need to help him. And that's what we should take away from that. Not that... Uh, we should always excuse someone's behavior if they're having, if they're suffering a mental breakdown. That's not the point. The point is, as people who are close to him should be trying to help him, we need to be helping the people that are close to us in our lives. That's the point we need to take away. You know what I mean? Not the excusing of every action that they do.
1: And what you had said earlier about you know celebrities not really using their their stardom as like a like a podium to talk about. Mm. serious issues, every so often you get a few that'll do it when it's convenient. Yeah. Like, I've noticed a lot of people during the campaign were rah-rah Bernie Sanders, right? Mm. And they would come out and say, hey, you know what, yeah, he's really saying some really important things, and, you know, on on the day of the primary, I'm going, I'm, out, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. But then when the fucking, like, something like Standing Rock comes around... Where are they? Where are these people that cared so much about all these serious things and they were like, you know, oh my god, climate change is so serious. Why aren't people talking about climate change? It's like, yeah, you know, that's great. I agree with you on that one thing. But what about this other thing? And I don't expect you to be, you know, speaking out against every fucking thing, but some of these people who would, like, go out and introduce Bernie at, at uh, at these speeches who made a big thing like... Like, people who made it their fucking objective, like someone like Susan Sarandon, Mm. who went out and talked about him every opportunity she got, and even now is being like, no, I'm pulling my my bank accounts from the banks that are supporting the the, uh, 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 Dakota Access Pipeline. It's like, holy shit, that's great. Unfortunately, I'm sure it doesn't help that Susan Sarandon doesn't have a whole lot going on right
0: now. Right, right. Your point is is like, why isn't it someone who's like, I hate to say like relevant, but someone who's like, making power moves in the world as a new sort of voice?
1: Yeah, like he, like he got Brad Pitt. I think it was Brad Pitt talking about, you know, he's wanting to make that uh, that documentary about climate change. It's like that's great because people know who the fuck Brad Pitt is because Brad Pitt is still. Like, he's still doing shit, you know? Like, people know his fucking face. Or,
0: like, actually, a lot of the people from the Avengers movies have been going down to help. Like, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Chris Evans, yeah. So, like, there's those casts, too, which, are like, I fucking salute those guys. Um, Hell yeah. And, and, oh, and for anyone, for anyone who's saying, Oh, celebrities shouldn't weigh in. Oh, we don't care what celebrities think. First of all, yes, you fucking do. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't be saying anything about it. And if we didn't, we wouldn't have fucking just voted one into the goddamn office. So yes, what celebrities have to say does fucking matter. Okay? Let's not fucking delude ourselves anymore.
1: I, uh, I wanted to talk about the album, obviously, but there was one tweet of yours that I saw you post throughout the week that uh, that I wanted to address uh, Concerning Ro- uh, rosemary's baby. Oh,
0: oh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that shit no more. I don't want to talk about that shit no more <laughs> Nah, you can go you can go. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. Uh, what was that all about? Uh, did you not see the whole thread?
1: Shit, I may not have. You you fucking thread too much, but you don't <laughs> You don't always let on that it's a thread. So <laughs> it just it just happens, man. <laughs> yeah, like I'll I'll just see a fucking uh tweet of yours and it'll usually be out of context.
0: Yeah, and then you be like, wait, there's more?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't realize if that was like
0: the end of something or in the middle. <laughs> I, I just let it happen, man. My, t- my Twitter page is, is, is my art book, man. And, you know, whatever just comes out, just comes out, man. I, I don't really need to explain myself to anybody. No, I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking sounding like Trump's Twitter. It's a fucking stream of consciousness. Yeah, let me, let me see if I can find it, if my computer will decide to act right. Guys,
1: I remember you said something to the effect of... Ro- you won't watch Rosemary's Baby because it's re- it was really good at what it meant to do. And the way I interpreted that, not seeing the rest of the thread or the context, was that it was a really scary movie and you never wanted to see it again because it was too scary.
0: It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was such a great psychological horror movie. And we don't really get those anymore. We really don't. You know, Not we at get, all. We get, ha, jumped out of the woods in the scared just... Like, that's, that's all a lot of these people have. Dude, I, Rowan Polanski could be a fucking horrible person for whatever he did, but, yo, motherfucker knew how to make a goddamn movie. <laughs> and oddly enough, about issues which are oddly progressive for someone who did what he did. You know At least I felt so.
1: When, when did you see uh,
0: Rosemary's Baby first? I saw it when I was, uh, like, 16.
1: Oh, okay. I I think I might have been around the same age too, actually. <laughs> when uh, when I had uh, first seen it. But, but it didn't uh it didn't really stick with me as much.
0: I and uh okay, so I'm going I'm going to explain. I'm going to go through my tweets and I, I'm just going to let you know what I said, all right? Okay. Uh I'm looking at my Twitter, you know, I'm so random, like, I'll just be, I'll just be posting about this shit, and then the next thing I'll be like, you know, uh, let's talk about pornography for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I am so fucking random with this shit. I'm just like, whatever the fuck comes in my head, I'm gonna be like, yeah, let's talk about feminism. <laughs> it's okay. been, it's been a hot
1: minute since we talked about porn on this podcast. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about it enough, I say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the numbers... Don't lie! The the (laughs) off-goers want the porn chat!
0: Are you serious? I don't fucking know. (laughs) I thought he was just like, nah, man, dude, we need to turn this into a porno podcast, yo! Fuck the music. Is there one of those? There has to be. Anyway. (laughs) But, uh, okay, so what I said is, uh... Rosemary's Baby, the one piece of entertainment that I absolutely refuse to watch again because it's so good at its job. Right. Uh, The larger implications of men and society controlling women's bodies and how her being roped into a satanic cult feels so realistic it's not like a scary boogeyman comes out and swallows her whole. no it's just an unassuming, in their eyes traditional community it's just horrifying how this reality of a satanic cult inversely mirrors fundamental bible belt christians is what i'm trying to say mm, you know okay. what i mean and so like And also, uh, it takes a hard extreme on pro-lifers, right? Because it's like, well, what if the baby that's being born is the spawn of Satan itself? Does this woman still have to carry it to term because life is more important? You know what I mean? And, like, you know, that's just what you can take from it through watching it because it's such a dynamic film. And uh, And it's like, because as we see in real life, what women must sacrifice in order to birth a child is of no consequence to these people. And, um, and then I said, like, I must be the only person talking about Rosemary's baby and abortion the night of Christmas. Uh, and, uh, and you know, and I said, uh, and I said, um, when horror movies have the, uh, this is just another aside. I said, when horror movies have the people who have sex get killed trope, why do we always seem to see this as the filmmaker shaming sex in and of itself? I said, uh, can't they be saying, look at the extremes of people who see sex as something that should be punished? What a horrible ideology that these actions are springing from. Am I right? And it's like, can't that can't that be ironic? Can't it be a sarcastic? Uh, our society lusts for punishment for crime and it hates open sexuality. Isn't this what you want? Can't this be like a pushing this back into their faces, you know, of, of quote unquote proper society? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I never got that from uh, like those slasher flicks I, I never thought of it as as, uh, as like a shaming thing I, I i always figured it was like this character obviously has some motive you know against against this because i mean in most cases i'm pretty sure it could possibly uh mirror real life uh serial killers because the people who have done that like the fucking zodiac killer
0: or, no. What about that motherfucker uh, a year or so ago who is like, I'm such a no, no, Elliot, whoever the fuck. I'm not. Even, I don't even want to say his fucking name. Dude from a couple years ago who was killing women because he's like, I'm a supreme gentleman and women should be throwing themselves at me. Uh, but since they won't, I'm gonna kill them. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, well, it's like, I didn't even hear about logic. that one like that's it's like that could be one of his motives and what's great about the movie is that it doesn't let you know that but you could pull that from there people who are led to such an extreme by feeling lonely or this side of the third that and they see other people who are you know gifted or whatever with being able to have sex and they don't get it and so that makes them angry but what's really funny is that apparently John Carpenter said people only get killed while having sex in his movies because that's when they're most distracted and it's just like man, <laughs> like, the only reason he had people having sex in the, in his movies is because, well, I mean, you know, that's the easiest, most common thing that people do that makes them the most distracted. So uh, that's why they get killed. It's just like... That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but it's it, so, like, it diminishes the importance of the films in the way. Like, it's just like, the fans were thinking too hard. It's like, no, nah, I mean, it, it, he could have been playing a fucking Game Boy. He could have been fucking uh, doing homework, and he still would have gotten killed. Like, the point is, I just want people to get killed when they don't know what's happening. Like, like what? <laughs> like- I know,
1: at least in the case of the Friday the 13th movies, uh, the sake was that... Jason was left to die because the camp counselors... Yeah, yeah. ...were, were inattentive. So... yeah, yeah ...his yeah. mother was originally killing the camp counselors for revenge, and they just happened to be having sex because they're teenage camp counselors, and I guess that's just what they thought they did instead of attend to children. And yeah. I know those came after uh, the original Halloween and all, but... I think that may have kind of set the trope that that's just what it what it is now. But it seems like somewhere along the line, hey, you know, if you're a virgin in a movie, you're a-ok. But I don't know how that became a thing because it, I'm pretty sure they kill off virgins too.
0: You're saying that it it just organically happened to fall into place. It, it like the the the. the like social problems that we have against sexuality just happened to play into what what he wanted to do. Yeah. It happened to also fit a narrative of seeing sex as a bad thing.
1: And it's also how do we know that the characters that don't get killed are virgins? They may just not be having sex at that particular time. Yeah, yeah. How do we know they've never had sex? We don't know that. These these fucking slasher films never give us that much character development. They don't tell us yeah. that much about the character that we're only going to see for about 15 minutes before they get killed. Like they don't we barely even know their names. Yeah. We're not going to know but, their sexual history.
0: But yeah, uh but my thing is um going back to Rosemary's Baby. I, it's like I think that's why that movie scares me so much. Just mm. on a deeper level because it ref- it like it looks like you know, a, a Christian, you know, uh, uh, Bap- a Baptist sort of, like, cult somewhere in the boonies somewhere. You know what mm. I mean? Like, people who, like, have, like, snakes and shit and do all that sort of extra stuff. And it's like, one easy twist could make this one thing that looks so familiar be so creepy. And yet, because it's relatable, it, 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 it freaks you out as be like, is it that close? You know what I mean? It is what's horrifying that close to what's real? You know? And and it just deeply disturbs me. And also, you have this woman who, like, can't get away from, you know, all these people in her life because of, you know, where she's living. Like, what, she can't afford to live in a new place. She's just moved into this place. And her fucking husband sold her out. That fucking little bitch. <laughs> Dude, fuck him so hard. He's like, well, I want to be a movie star. Dude, fuck you. <laughs> so your fucking wife's ovaries down the river, or your fucking career, you asshole. <laughs> you know, but but you know. And what's so great about that is that it's not like, oh, the devil made him do it. He didn't have a choice. No, that's what's so creepy about it. He had a choice and he was so willing to sell out someone that he loved. Like, Mm. that's what makes it even more horrifying. You know, you see in horror movies where people are controlled by uh, uh, Satan and they had no choice. Like, that's not really scary because like that doesn't come from the person you know and love. Mm. I, I personally think it's scarier when it's someone who does love you and does know you and they choose to 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 betray your trust. Mm. That's creepier. You know what I mean? Cuz at the end of the day, you know, with the horror movie with someone being mind controlled, you could be like do the thing that makes them snap out of it. There's nothing deeper. There's nothing <laughs> psychologically deeper that that's changing them. As soon as they snap out of it, uh, oh, they're they're better now. They always loved you. There was never a problem. Mm. You know what I mean? But when it's of their own volition, that's what's creepier, you know?
1: I um I went, when I messaged you and I was like I'll, I'll, we should talk about horror movies on on the podcast. I had no idea to, to really what extent. I, I just thought it would be a fun conversation. Um, because when when you say, like, psychological horror or whatever, like, psychological, like, dramas and suspense thrillers or whatever are possibly my favorite genre. But I've had phases where I was watching a lot of horror movies and I didn't even really care if the quality was any good. Like, Mm. just, like, a horror movie is a horror movie, and if it's different and kitschy, that's kind of cool, but, like, I remember when I was a lot younger, maybe, like, eight or nine, I went through a phase where we would go to Blockbuster, and we Mm. would just rent whatever stupid-looking horror movie was, like, on the shelf, uh, if it's something I'd heard of or not, just to be like, yeah, I've seen that. You know, like I'll almost like to cross it off like a mental list, almost. But mm-hmm. then, a- as I um as I got older, I I, I didn't really watch like because I think mostly at the time they were like slasher flicks and shit. But they don't really fucking they don't really make those so much anymore.
0: Yeah, well, you know the funny thing about like um, Rosemary's Baby is that no one really gets killed in it. Mm. like it's possibly the one horror movie with like a zero body count in fact someone gets born (laughs) negative one deaths (laughs) Uh,
1: I think the one movie horror movie that stands out with me the most is being like I I can still watch it but it's definitely scarier than most would be the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre
0: oh that one's one's scary just because of how blunt it is like, it's
1: so th- fucking creepy. Like, it's
0: creepier than it is scary. Yeah, like, when the dude just comes out, he's like, they're trying to walk into the house, he just opens the door, smack with the hammer, and pulls him in, He's like, holy shit! Like, there was no, like, build-up or anything. It was just like, yep, this happens now.
1: <laughs> and I think also to an extent, like, how minimal, like, there wasn't music. Like, it was so gritty. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's what creeps me out the most, is that it's so unsettling. And that it looked so cheap that it could have been... Oh, God, another fucking genre we're stuck with now. It could have been, like, found footage without the found footage aspect. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? You, you know that part where she gets her hand cut, where they, like, randomly cut her finger to suck out the blood? Oh, yeah. Originally, they were using, like, tubes, you know, to have the blood come out there, but it wasn't looking realistic, so they just cut her finger. Dude, dude.
1: Dylan had told me about a documentary he watched on that movie. They tortured the fuck out of that poor girl. Like it's yeah. one of the most horrific on scene like stories of how uh, how an actor was uh, was treated on a, on a set outside of a Kubrick production. Yeah,
0: I was just about to say outside of a Kubrick film.
1: <laughs> if you fucking watch any of the footage of the making of The Shining, holy fuck, it is not a surprise that um. Oh, shit, what's her name? Uh, Shelly Duvall might not be all there right now. I'm not going to blame yeah. Stanley Kubrick for all of that, but my God, the amount of psychological torture he'll put his fucking actors through just to get a perfect scene. You know it's what insane. fucks me up,
0: though? You know what fuck fucks me up, though, about that? Is that as much as she went through all that psychological horror, I don't think he got a very good performance out of her. Like, I really don't. He just got someone who was really fucking scared. And Oh, <laughs> you, you're talking about Shelly Duvall. Yeah, I don't think she was a very good performance.
1: Yeah, she was horrible. She was the absolute worst part of the movie. I can totally understand uh, Kubrick's frustration. Because, yeah, uh, she she, she was horrible. I wasn't sure if you were talking about the actress from Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Shelley Duvall, because I think she did great.
0: No, no, she did great. But I I, I mean, like, and I hate to say this, but it's like, if you're going to torture one of your actors, at least make sure they get a good, you know... At the end of the day, you got a good movie. But at the at the end of the day, for there, it was just like you just tortured this poor woman, and for nothing because she didn't she didn't give you a good performance. She was just someone who looked fucking scared at every fucking turn, and not even in like the good way where it convinced me. It was just in a way that it was just like I don't believe like this is it's too I don't know is it was too much and. It's just because, like, I don't think she could really get into her element and really present something that was presentable. It was real, but real doesn't necessarily mean convincing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, like, all of her reactions were just, <gasps> You know? And yeah, it's it like, like... It was weird. It's like, I just don't want the director to hit me.
1: Like. <laughs> <laughs> like, realistically, let's think about this for a second. Your husband, father of your child, has all of a sudden just snapped. You have no idea why, but now he's just... Murderous At no point would you just, like, stop and cry? Like, you know, just like, there was no, like, it didn't seem like it was having a psychological effect on her at all. It just seemed, it it might as well have just been a random guy that walked into the house and tried to kill her. You couldn't tell. Like, if no one told you, you wouldn't have known that they had, like, a relationship or a history together. Yeah, yeah.
0: there was no point where it was just like, why are you doing this? Don't you remember? Like, we we can take the kids and we can just leave. We can forget about this. You know, like, they didn't really do that. In fact, you remember the Kim song, right? Eminem? Ugh, yeah. That did a better job of, like, yeah. the woman in the story being fucking freaked out by what the guy is doing. You Too know? bad. Too bad it was a
1: rap song and was garbage and had no place on the fucking album. <laughs> but it did a good job at that. It just shouldn't have been a song. With yeah. um, with Kubrick, I'm amazed because Shelley Duvall isn't good. She's not giving you a good performance. Why did they insist on having her in it? Why didn't they just recast her? Like, was Shelley Duvall such like a... No. Shelley Duvall is Wendy. I can't have anybody else play this character. She is who I envision, and I will not sacrifice this. No matter how subpar her performances, I will not take anybody
0: else. No, like she wasn't was even just... that huge of a name, really, yeah. was she? No. What if he was just such a fucking dick that he like he got her thinking that she was gonna be good and then when he saw that she wasn't good, like His scaring her and creeping her out and all this stuff wasn't because, oh, he's just trying to get a better performance. He was just like, I fucking hate this bitch. I'm just going to ruin her fucking experience and make sure she doesn't have a good... Like, what if that's the real fucking reason? Like, we're trying to lend him all this artistic uh, credibility. What if he was just a fucking dick?
1: The only other movie I remember um, which stuck with me was uh, Sleepaway Camp. I never saw that one. Sleepaway Camp is a fascinating story, and, uh, spoilers for anyone who doesn't want to hear about how this slasher movie from the early to mid-80s ends. But anyway, uh you got this girl who shows up to a, to a summer camp, and people make fun of her, and she starts killing people, and at the very end of the movie you realize, oh my god, it's actually... which... It's a gray area because it's 80s, and I'm not sure how they meant it to be portrayed at the time, so don't get on me if what I'm about to say isn't 100% politically correct by 2016 standards. It's not a girl, it's actually a boy, but he's dressed in women's clothes
0: and fooled us the whole time. Because mm. cause those transsexual people are all messed up, am I right? Well, see, the movie
1: really lazily... Right before the final scene where it's like divulged because the ending scene you they really this was the most creative way they, they thought of um, the, the big epic reveal right was um, the end of the movie uh, the girl is sitting by this lake with this boy who has uh, who has a crush on her and they're at this lake and he's laying down and it looks like he's resting his head in her lap and she's naked. For whatever reason, she's naked. I don't think the guy was, but she was, for the, for the sake of the story. Okay. And cops move in, and she stands up, and she decapitated the guy. She's holding his head, and she's got a penis. And that... the cop, and the last line of the movie is, like, something to the effect of, like, Oh my god, she's a man. Or something like, she's got a penis, or something.
0: <laughs> hey, that's a penis. <laughs> that's the last line of this horror movie. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> hey, peeper dick, and that's just how it ends. <laughs> like the,
1: the scene right before it shows that, like, ever since she was, like, a toddler, her mother was like, no, 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 I wanted a girl, so... To, like, forced her to dress in women's clothes and act a certain way. So, like, that's what
0: kind of, like, fucked with uh, her head a little bit. You know, the thing about this movie, it, from what I'm hearing right now, this is, like, that's not scary. Like, oh, no, it was a guy. That that changes the fact that she killed all those people. Like no, it, it like it's the same thing that happened. It's like oh, if only she was a girl, she wouldn't have killed all those people. Like what the fuck are they trying to say? Like how does how does the revelation of their gender change the scope of the events? Not n- not at all. You know, like the the reason why uh Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, uh, excuse, yeah. Friday the 13th changes is because you think that, that it's actually uh, Jason's uh, uh, zombie soul coming back to kill them. And what's scary is that, no, it's the mom. It's someone who was mentally disturbed because of what happened to her. That's a good twist. Mm. You know? Because you, you don't expect someone who's maternal and someone who's just this middle-aged woman in a sweater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't see that coming, but you see why it happens. But with this, it's like, Oh, she was actually a boy. Someone being another gender isn't a reason why someone would kill someone. You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. And once again, it just further stigmatizes transgender people with this movie from what I'm hearing. You know what I mean? Like, Like, with all other great reveals that I see in horror movies, it's always revealing something deeper to the layer of the character you know what i mean like with psycho you know psycho is like this guy who loves his mom so much that he thinks that his mom would not approve of these women and that's why this happens you you see this sick relationship that that they have but with this i don't see what the like i don't see what's the oh man what's the moral of the movie is what i'm trying to say
1: the only thing that sticks with me, especially, is that for whatever reason, th- this uh, this actor, I guess, um, decides to make this really weird face, and she holds it for m- like a minute straight, and it's just like, it's creepy because you have no idea why this one face is being made, it's just like, ugh. Eh. But other than that, the movie probably wouldn't have stuck with me at all. If 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 they hadn't have made a weird face.
0: <laughs> oh, they keep showing it. Oh, it's horrible. Are you watching the actual oh. scene? Yeah, it's, finally it's awful, playing. dude! Oh. Is it just repeating? Is this I think the so. original thing? There's no way it actually just does this.
1: That, I think, is also another thing that creeped me out about the movie was... I, I don't think I kn- I noticed that it was, like, intentional or not, but the acting in the movie was pretty bad. And I think for whatever reason, that kind of added to what made the, vid- the movie scary.
0: Because, it, it, like, it's like... It's like an Uncanny Valley thing. It's just like, why aren't these people acting like real people? Exactly!
1: Yeah, like, you know, you're you used to people acting a specific way in movies, and when they don't, it's kind of like, eh. it it, it, I mean, it almost makes it seem like they're more real that way. Yeah, it's unsettling. Yeah. Although I don't think that's what
0: they were going for. I don't think they were intentionally having people act poorly. But what's funny is that the description says, scary ending a sleepaway camp, transvestite, hermaphrodite freak, the reveal to give you nightmares. It's like... Someone having a dick, does that give you nightmares? It's <laughs> it's just, <not> a... <laughs> it sounds like a
1: fucking carnival barker. Transvestite, hermaphrodite, freak! Gather round, everyone! Come one, right come all! Way.
0: Nightmare yeah. fuel! Someone having a dick? What?! That's not the gender I was expecting! Like, does it fucking matter? What?! She killed people. <laughs> like... She killed fucking people! That should be the the thing that's the most concerning! That's enough!
1: Oh, I'm also reminded um, that the final scene in um, Blair Witch Project also
0: used to creep me out a lot. But dude, they swear. Dude, the people who were filming this scene, they swore up and down. You know, they were just like, "Oh man, this face, that one's gonna be scared people every night. They're not <laughs> gonna be able to sleep with, with with this final image in their heads."
1: Or, <laughs> the p- or, or they just wanted to pad out. The ending of the film and they were like, uh, just
0: show her face a few more times. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah. Oh no man. These were horror geniuses. They 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 wanted you to to go to sleep seeing this woman looking like like she's at a surprise birthday party that's happening to her left. <laughs> 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 and naked for some reason. Yeah, like she just, like she got out of the, this is what this really looks like. It looks like she got out of the shower and thought she could just walk around naked in her house, right? Yeah. To get her towel from the, uh, from the dryer. And then she saw that all of her friends were in the other room and she's like, oh shit, I, I gotta go find my clothes.
1: <laughs> this week on the Going Off podcast is Run the Jewels 3. Mm. Uh, if you remember... We reviewed Run the Jewels 2 uh, quite a while ago, Um, I I guess when it was relatively new. And uh, here we are again with Run the Jewels 3, the Christmas surprise released three weeks um, before expected, I guess before the physical um, release drops. You can uh, stream it for free, which is awesome (laughs) that you can just like, it's on Spotify, you can listen to it whenever, now. It's, you know, whenever you want to hear it, it's awesome. They're just fucking giving it away for free. And, um, it's great, in my opinion. I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm just going to go ahead and say. Um, th- uh, Where do I even start with Run the Jewels 3? So, um, this album goes all out. Like, I hate to use the expression, like, pulls out the stops or whatever, but it, it kind of does. Like, the, the beats are way harder, and they're just going full force. You know, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's, like, some usual reserve, but I, I know people don't usually go into this like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm not going to give it my all, or whatever, but this fucking, like, I don't know. They're, they're setting such a high standard, it seems. I feel um, like, each weird. time.
0: Yeah, when I heard the material off the first one, it sounded like two guys having fun. If it turns out good, it's good. Like, yeah. The second one was them still having fun, but starting to get into like serious topics like, hey, we have something. Let's really do something with it. And the third one, holy shit. Like, they even say it on, I think it's on the first song where it's just like, we weren't even expecting this to have an arc, but here we are. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I love it so much more. Like, okay, here's the thing. When we reviewed Run to the Jewels 2, I remember we both liked it. We thought it was cool. It wasn't really, like, on the same hype level that people were giving it. But it was just like, it's a solid album. People came down on us for not giving it an 18 out of 5, you know, but... Like, we were like, but we gave it, like, a four out of five. Like, yeah, it's a good, solid thing. Like, yeah, this is cool. Like, this is all right. It's not worth everybody, like, jumping up and down about it. Like, in a a perfect world, this would be the weakest album that people, that you could possibly put out with Run the Jewels 2. Like, that's what I thought. In a world where people actually put out quality material, Mm. this should be the lower rung of that. But in a world where people put out the shit that we get now, you know, hey, this is a solid, you know, thing, like, it's fine, it's fine, I didn't need to hear dick in your mouth all day, but, you know, like, it was cool, like, it was a solid little thing, and I was like, it's it's cool, like, I don't want to come off as someone who is like, you know, um, oh man, Run the Jewels is the greatest thing ever, but at the same time, I don't want to be, I didn't want to be considered a Run the Jewels hater, which it seems that we've come off as... Just because we weren't, you know, getting on our knees to suck Killer Mike and LP's dick over it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a fucking solid album. And I don't want to say, it like, and I'm not a hater of Run the Jewels. I'm actually going to go see them in January. Oh, uh, shit. Lucky you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, it's cool music. Like, I thought it was good. But holy shit, Run the Jewels 3 made me a solid fucking fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is. Dark and goes to all these different places. It still has, you know, it still has fun. It still does like crazy shit. Like this is one part where we just like a you. I got a unicorn horn as my, and the woman just goes, stop, stop it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Which song was you know, that?
1: Because like, I forget the context, but it was great. It had like a cool build up.
0: I think it's the legend has it.
1: I originally heard a couple of these songs a few months ago because they performed them at i want to say god what, which concert was that was it Bonnaroo? Well,
0: I think who, that was the one yeah what was
1: it? yeah they just, they just recently um performed at a large music festival i think it was Bonnaroo. and um they they performed a couple tracks or one maybe one or two off this uh, off this album and got got me super excited and um what also was a nice little teaser was that uh, DJ Shadow song that came out um, a few months ago. The um, Nobody Talk? W- w- was, that, was that the name of it? Nobody yeah. Speaks?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Where it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. We got Run the Jewels 3 coming out. Like, I went back and I bought Run the Jewels 2. I just wanted to let people know. You know, for, for the record, let it be known that I went back, bought Run the Jewels 2, and I grew more of an appreciation for it. I went back and listened to one. They definitely get exponentially better. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one's not bad either. But, um, yeah, two is definitely
0: better than one. Three is definitely better than two. This is like the opposite of how these sequel albums kind of go. <laughs> yeah. It's usually like the first one is when they were the most inspired and the most ideas. And then we get to the third, it's like, why the fuck are they still doing this? No, this one is like, they... Oh my god. <laughs> it's like they only got better. I'm just gonna go
1: ahead and say the one obvious thing here and get it out of the way. The fucking beats, dude.
0: Oh my god. Oh my they fucking god. so hard. The, it doesn't the allow last. The last track. The last track. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. Dude, that should have me wanting to start the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Kill your masters. <laughs> Oof. So good. And I love oh, all you motherfuckers. I hope you motherfuckers who are out there talking about, oh people, celebrities shouldn't be political. I hope you ain't listening to Run the Jewels. I hope you ain't listening to Run the Jewels. See, I I, I was
1: uh I was wondering how political Run the Jewels through was gonna be, considering how uh involved uh with bernie sanders campaign uh killer mike was and yeah, surprisingly yeah. there weren't
0: that many references but there were definitely a few there was one that i really liked. i told the truth and i've been punished for it must be a masochist because i done done it again Ooh, mike said uterus they acted like mike said you a bitch well to every writer who wrote it and misquoted it mike says you a bitch you a bitch you a bitch because <laughs> because the point that he was saying was that like um he was making the point he was saying that like uh, it's like it, 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 his point in the interview was, was like, it would be great if we had like a female president, but we need someone who is going to actually like be able to help women and be able to help them and not just be like, well, because you have a uterus, you should be in office. And it, like we could just retroactively say the same thing about like, you know, Obama. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's great that we had a black guy in office and it shows how far we've come but at the same time. You know, people, a lot of people are going like, but how much did he really do for us? And if we get a woman who's uh, president, is is it going to be the following the same path where it's like, yeah, you did good things out of the economy, but you didn't specifically help the people that you came from. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: I, uh, I didn't want to get too off too off topic, but there was a video that came out a few months ago that I wanted to address on the show, but never did. It was an, It was an interview with Killer Mike, and I think it was either filmed on election day, um, where this interviewer was asking Killer Mike about a statement he had made, basically telling, um, as, as the interviewer interpreted it as, uh, telling black people to stay home and not vote. And Killer Mike was like, well, th- that's not what I said. What I said, so what I said was, I don't want black people to just go out and vote Democrat just because they always have. I want them mm-hmm. to look at it and be like, okay, look, I have voted Democrat my whole life. They're not doing shit for the black community. Maybe it's time I reevaluate it. I wasn't telling him to just stay home. And he goes on this whole thing, and I'm like, okay, I see what he's getting. And what? then he fucking said how he voted for Jill Stein, and I'm like, oh, Killer Mike, are you fucking serious?
0: <laughs> God. See, a lot of times what we do, especially with politics, is that we shift the blame onto the people instead of onto the... Uh... The, the people who are supposed to be in power are supposed to be helping you know I remember a couple of years ago they were like oh why don't pe- people a uh, statistics show that people don't trust the government anymore oh why don't people trust the government we need to get more people to trust the government you people are trust it's like the reason why we don't trust you is because you're doing untrustworthy shit do trustworthy shit and the people will fucking trust you again don't make it like oh the people just woke up one morning and we just decided to be belligerent no it's been shown that you guys have been getting away with shit helping corporations doing shit that doesn't help us turning a blind eye to our problems look at fucking Flint Michigan (laughs) and how they took a fucking year to do anything and still haven't done anything and are trying their damnedest to still not help people in need and you're going to tell us oh what the real problem was that the people in flint michigan just didn't believe in their government enough and when they start to believe in their government that's when their their water will stop being poisoned fuck that no you guys have to go out there hold these motherfuckers accountable do something that shows that you care about us it's it's what i love about the it's what i love about the news stories that
1: say uh why aren't millennials buying diamonds um, well, you know, off the top of my head, I can think of two reasons. One of which being because we see how fucking diamonds are, um, uh, collected and mined, and it's completely unethical and uses slave labor. Oh, and second of all, we can't fucking afford them! Are you serious? Why aren't millennials but. Fucking, are you really going to run a story about student debt and then right after it ask why people aren't fucking buying diamonds? Fuck
0: you. I feel like the fact that we're using this album, there are so many jumping off points that we've been using just through the lyrics on this album so far. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's kind of just proving how dope their shit is. Like, it's just like, oh, my God, this is getting us to talk about this, you know? So we talked about the beats. I got to say...
1: I loved uh, the familiar voice of Danny Brown on "Hey Kids." Yeah, I was excited. Zach
0: exactly Taylor to... fucking threw me off too.
1: They didn't even fucking like advertise him, and he just shows yeah, I know. up. He was
0: just like, "Oh shit, who's it's this?" Like, "Oh
1: shit, back from *Ren the Jewels* too." Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I love, I love Zach Taylor I wish that he was in that fucking horrible. ...public enemy, Rage Against the Machine spin-off thing. But he isn't, and that's why it sucks. (laughs) You know about this? No. They fucking took half the band members of Rage Against the Machine... ...and they put Chuck D... ...and, uh, I want to say, Be Real... ...of Cypress Hill. Oh, I remember this! And they made them, like, a new group.
0: And it just sucks. No, no, no. It's you not be... good. First of all, Be Real isn't even, like, is he really on that level of, like, you know, I don't political... think so. No, yeah. he really did just seem roped in. It, 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 I need a higher voice for my lower voice. It, it, you,
1: come over here. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, um, the only connection I can even think of is that Rage Against the Machine covered uh how could i kill a man
0: but oh yeah but that that's it that's really what? it but why would you why would you have that talk about a missed fucking opportunity like we're gonna have uh Rage against the machine and public enemy yeah fucking yeah let's do it uh zach dylan rose can't be there what and instead we gotta be real but wait double what what the fuck <laughs> why are you doing this to me <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know the
1: history of either. He was asked and said no, or what happened there. But yeah, just not there. You got Tom Morello, uh, Tim Coverford, uh, Brad Wilk, uh, DJ Lord, um, and Chuck D, who are both members of uh, Public Enemy. And then you got Be Real, just thrown in for the fuck of it.
0: Zack De La Rocha's lyrics. The imagery is just incredible. He said but the flow is a burning wind blowing to your coasts and now in cages. Cause we rode the waves of your explosions done appealing to our killers, man, to stop the bleeding. This song's a dirty bomb for their dirty feelings. It's like, Jesus (laughs) fucking incredible. Every song on here is just, just feels like, okay. So the first half of the album just feels like a good, just like, you could just bump the shit, right? Yeah. And you don't really pay attention to the, the like it's more like uh uh it, it, what what was the thing that i said uh it sprinkles sort of like revolutionary like deeper meaning throughout the album around yeah. the brag raps it's like we're awesome and also there's this fucked up things these fucked up things happening it's a solid groove for the first half of the album right mm. and then when you get to the second album the second half that's when they just start going fucking in spe- uh starting with thieves right yeah that's the one. Uh, thieves screamed the ghost. Screamed the uh, ghost. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I'm not sure if you got this, but for me, I kind of took a double narrative of it's about like zombies ri- rising from the grave that have been like, you know, uh, uh un, that have been, uh, what do you call it? Like wrongly killed, you know, like people have been killed by police. People have been, you know uh you know just people who have been wronged by society and coming back and attacking all of the people that you know uh, did wrong by them you know what i mean and uh, or i took it as it could be like the revolution of people you know like standing up for the people that have been killed and finally doing something about it you know what i mean yeah uh, like that's just how i and then of course because because uh yeah, like, it's about, like, and that's basically what they're saying riots are. And uh, right, especially yeah. with the Malcolm, uh, I mean, the Martin Luther King quote, fucking at the, at end, the yeah. end. Oh, where he says, I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. That was so fucking perfect like it's a quote that's just been out there that i've just seen around and it just got perfectly just stamped into this album it's just like yes and you get 2100 which starts off with killer mike saying how long before the hate that we hold leads Mm. us to another holocaust i was just like oh this is how i've been feeling for the last two years like dude how long can we have this this america that's just on unstable ground (laughs) like and then he says are we so deep in it that we can't end it like we can't call it off is it just gonna happen is it like fucking terminator we're just like skynet is gonna become self-aware eventually the best we can do is stave it off like (laughs) you know what i mean
1: the verse in thieves that was just fucking great. the um no more moms and dads crying, no more arms in the air, we put firearms in the air, Molotov cocktails thrown in the air, CNN got dummy Don on the air, referring to Don Lemon, Talk talking about the smell, uh, talking about how he smelled ganj in the air, dummy don't know and dummy don't care, got the punk mother, get that punk motherfucker out of there, like, oh, sees <laughs> through your shit, Don, like, jeez. like, I've never really... I I didn't know about this um, particular quote. Apparently Don Lemon um, was covering the Ferguson protests and commented on how he smelled weed.
0: Yeah. Oh, see, can't really take him seriously because they smoke weed. Uh Uh-huh. Never mind the fact that, like, Apparently, half the goddamn country does. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't know about that. This whole time I kind of had a higher opinion of Don Lemon. That's unfortunate
0: yeah. to hear. But let's just note that, huh, in this specific instance, uh, I smell weed. Uh, you know what they're really doing. You know what every single one of them is doing,
1: huh? Like, h- how do we know Don Lemon never fucking smoked a joint? You know, <laughs> how, how can we be sure of that? Um... It's I was what I was going to say was that it's really hard to pick a favorite track yes. but if I had to as of right now cuz I'm sure it'll change over and over <laughs> again Call Ticketron" might be my <laughs> favorite track.
0: <laughs>
1: it's so like as, as much as we're talking about, you know, revolutionary talk and you know getting people excited this song is just catchy as fuck <laughs> just the fucking uh <laughs> la, live from the garden that fucking yeah. sample is like oh it's so fucking
0: good <laughs> and the song is literally just telling you you know you wanna come see us
1: I, I'm just jumping around dude I don't know this album was great I have a hard time reviewing an album like this comprehensively because it was so much fun and I just wanna keep listening to it it's like
0: yeah I'm gonna give it a five. Uh, definitely. five. I definitely.
1: I, I was, I was dancing with a four point seven five because, like, I was like, I wasn't feeling one or two attracts as much as the other ones, but man, fuck me, like, Jesus Christ, shut up, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> shut up and like it. <laughs>
1: I, I, I think it might have just been like, like I said before, the other ones just set the bar so fucking high that oh heaven forbid this one didn't. Hit as hard now, all of a sudden it's like, eh, but no, they're, they're all fucking good.
0: Um, oh my god, oh, oh, dude, I'm sorry, I just love these fucking lyrics. <laughs> he says, and I refuse to kill another human being in the name of a government because mm. I don't study war no more, I don't hate the poor no more. Getting more, ate what's more? Only thing more is love. Uh, and then he says uh, i've seen the devil give a sermon in the church i've seen an angel dancing in the club trying to yeah. feed a baby so i threw a thousand in the air and busted with a, a hug. hug and it's just like and you know some someone who's not thinking enough about it be like oh he's just simping for these hoes it's like but no there are plenty of preachers who take money from people who are poor and are looking for uh, are looking for uh, you know the way you know just to be just, just for some peace and for salvation and these fucking mega churches and shit just take people's goddamn money and you know I was watching a documentary about the 80s with fucking Jerry Falwell Mm. and those goddamn assholes Uh, and then you see like you know this woman that people have demonized because she's a sex worker but this woman is honestly trying to make sure that her daughter has a good life and this is the way that she's able to do it and it's just like you know what I mean? It's just like showing you the opposite. Like, you assume that the church is going to be all good, but there are people who are leeching off of the poor there. And then you assume a strip club is going to be all bad, but there's a woman who's trying to make sure her fucking daughter, you know, has enough to eat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is like, ah, I just love that dichotomy. Panther Like a Panther was a really dumb title, but. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like it's going to be just another sex song with the intro, but it ends up being fucking dope too. hmm <laughs> uh let me see then there's thursday in the danger room which yeah you know what i'm gonna say it. that was my favorite song okay cool the songs that are about like excuse me his uh their friends that died and oh my god the passion that lp has in that verse it's just like i could feel every word and every image that he was evoking like talking mm. about how like you know they die and uh, I, I talk about you like you're no longer here, but that's not true because you're still here with me.
1: I guess I'd say I see you soon, but the truth is that I see you now still, yeah, that's to- it. S- still talk to you like you're around and i and I guess I say you left too soon, but the truth is that you never left because I never let myself forget like that <sighs> on an album that goes this fucking hard and you know it's talking about you know stupid shit when something yeah. like this comes out of nowhere. It's like
0: these, these these fucking guys can do anything. And oh my god, just uh he says like because and what's funny is that it kind of gives context for it. Like they're saying all these ridiculous things, but it's peppered with the seriousness and then you get this song which is just showing like we joke and we have fun not because we don't have pain, but because we're trying to forget it. Yeah. And it just, it's the heart of the album, and it's just like, holy shit, you know? Like he says, um, when they're all gone, you just try to move on, because the memory's hurting too bad. You know what I mean? And it's just like, fuck. And then you get to Killer Mike's verse. Oh my God. And he talks about the grandma, tries to look after uh, the uh, the uh, the daughter, and he's just like, uh, uh, but the daughter like has his smile, and she cried like the first day she tried to keep her she cried the next day and every time she looks at her she just cries and she's just like I can't I can't take care of her anymore because I can't like I I'm I'm going to be a mess this whole time you know what i mean like I'm not the person to do it just because it was just like I can't fucking do it it just it captures the emotion so perfectly and you know and he and he says at the end he's just like we still haven't found the person who killed him but you know I, if you're listening to this right now like I hope that you, you know, learn from your mistakes and that you are a better person and that you're not continuing down this path because you know we lost someone because of you. Mm. You know, and, and oh, it's just so, it's so much stronger than it could have been. He could have just been like, "I want to fucking kill you." It could have just been that, but right. th- the maturity of him just saying like, "I hope that you learn so that you don't go through the shit where your family has to deal with this." That yeah. is so altruistic. Like, god damn. Look, I'm telling you guys right now, throw down your hard-earned cash for this one.
1: Oh yeah, in, I'm in, telling you. It- in the meantime, enjoy the stream or whatever. But pre-sales, I think, are already going on now. You're gonna want this one. Everyone talks about making their best of the year albums, like uh-huh. like right at the end of November, which is unfair. Yeah. Because that that that. Throws away an entire possible month of releases, and,
0: I, and you know what's messed up? What's messed up is that y- you can't make uh, you know, when they do the next year's one, right? They can't include what happened in December.
1: Yeah, it's like you can, but people are gonna fucking get on you for it because, they're like, uh-uh, I looked it up on Wikipedia, and the release date it says it's last year. It's like, yeah, I know, yeah. but it was it was in that weird midground between the ah. Uh, because i I ran into the same thing last year with uh rev rev's uh between the uh beneath the toxic jungle was released in December and it was like after I had already like considered what my favorite albums of the years of the of the year were and then when I made this one, I completely forgot because I forgot it came out in December and I forgot to count it last year so it's like oh Jesus Christ so yeah. retroactively I have to include. Uh, run the jewels in my favorite of the year um I was actually wondering um if you had to right off the top of your head what you think your favorite album of the year was So I
0: would say hmm my favorite albums that came out this year yeah that I'm still gonna listen to are probably um uh Beyonce's album Mm -hmm. oh Samus both of her albums those are so fucking tight uh that was some ill shit I'm not sure. Coloring book is like right at the edge. If they were to cut out the mixtape song and. Oh Lil Wayne. yeah. <laughs> mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the Lil Wayne and 2 Chain stuff. Oh, I, I,
1: yeah. I really like that song.
0: <laughs> I, I wanted to like that album more is what I meant. Right. Yeah. Uh, Let me see. And um, blank, blank face. Mm-hmm. Blank face. LP was so fucking tight. Ah, and the Anonymous Nobody. Great album. Yeah. This one, the album we just listened to. Yeah. Definitely, that shit is so tight. Fucking Zarface. Well, did that come out this year? Uh, no, that
1: was... Z- did have an album that came out this year, but we reviewed yeah. his album from last year.
0: Okay, Because okay, it, okay. it was a
1: Patreon request. Uh-huh. I will tell uh, you, though, uh, Fistful of Peril, the album that, that came out this year, is definitely worth checking out. It's fucking awesome. <laughs>
0: And um, yeah, I think I think those would be mine. Awaken, my love was all right. It was cool. It was cool. I know? think
1: I think out of uh, I I made my top five. Um, one of which was an album we actually didn't review on this show. It was a It was a rock album, but um, that was Jeff Rosenstock's Worry for anyone who might be curious. But besides that, the other four are albums that we reviewed on the show. Um, number one, being one that, that you, uh, that that you didn't mention, would probably be my hands down favorite album of the year was The Impossible Kid, uh, by Ah, Aesop Rock. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, my second favorite album would be Lemonade. Um, third, I might actually put Hella Personal Film Festival by, Mm. uh, Open Mike Eagle. I I like that one a lot. Um, and I would definitely also put, um, Blank face, and, and at least in my top five, the, the, there are a lot of other ones that would be like really, really close. Like Samus would definitely be in my top ten. Uh, Danny Brown. Um, um, oh, I, I, I forgot I, Atrocity Exposition. Atrocity Exposition is really fucking good. Um, and yeah, obviously, obviously, Run the Jewels three. Uh, if yeah. I, if I would have remade my list, I would put Run the Jewels three as my number two behind uh, Aesop Rocks and Impossible Kid. I still like that album more. Uh, but even see, though this it's, is uh, why, it's different
0: this is why y'all be asking me since freaking the beginning of december put out the best of put out the worst of like no <laughs> i'm waiting you don't know what christmas surprises motherfuckers got for you <laughs> yeah i like i um god I, I
1: wanted to share this quick story i last week i started writing my script for the uh worst of uh 2016 and for whatever reason my script went missing. Like, the file. Just, I may have accidentally deleted it or some shit, but it was just gone. Luckily, I was able to, um, to, to get it back somehow. But, um, in the meantime, that I was-
0: feeling. that feeling, though. Dude, I'll tell you exactly what
1: happened. Um, I was curious as to how many words my, uh, my, my, my review was. Like, how much progress I had made. So, I went to this website that was a word counter. I copied and pasted my script into the word counter, like word box or whatever. I went back to use that same website because I I started rewriting my script, and mm-hmm. it was still in that box because I hadn't like like erased oh. anything. And I was like, oh, oh. <gasps> <laughs> And this was, like, after an hour and a half of trying to rewrite everything. It was just all there in front of me again. It was like, oh, my God. So I was like, (laughs) okay, good. I'm glad, though, because a lot of it I wanted to rewrite anyway. So I was able to look at that and copy and paste what I wanted to save. But, like, everything else was able to redo. So, yeah, but the the main point was, yeah, like, if I would have finished it a week ago, there's some songs that I'm mentioning in it now that I hadn't heard at the time. So I'm glad I'm waiting
0: till the end. So it is actually more encompassing of like the entire year. And I, I've actually been asking uh, people on my my Facebook, my YouTube and Twitter to uh, let me know what's their favorite song because there could be something that I either... Just didn't think about, or had never heard, or had heard and just forgotten. So uh, preemptively, before you guys can go on the best or worst of video and go like, "Who? What about this? What about this?" Now I'm giving you guys a chance right now to to hit me up. Let me know what you think the best and the worst songs are. So so when that when that list comes out and I don't include it and I don't include that song, <laughs> oh, oh uh, then you know <laughs> I did it. I either i i i didn't like it all right or it wasn't as good or it wasn't as bad okay so you guys will know so i don't want to see none of those complaints on, on the best of the video and, and if i if it do i'm just gonna be like hey should have commented earlier <laughs> next <laughs> yeah time. next time hey holler at me next time because i'm giving y'all a chance i'm giving all y'all motherfuckers a chance because before, it's just been me doing it. I'm like, you know what? I should. I should get the fans involved because, you know, th- there will be times where I'll be like, oh, I forgot Childish Game Beatles. Oh, I fucking forgot. You know what I mean? So for mine and y'all's sake, please hit me up now. Let me know. As
1: for this podcast, uh, that about wraps it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you Dude. very well, Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just going to say, uh, so expect our our list at the beginning of the year in january the yes. motherfuckers should be doing it instead of as assholes trying to get on the jump because yeah, that's the only reason why they put the list out in november and early december because they just want to be the first people to put out the list mm-hmm. you know it's not because they actually want to tell you what they feel is the best they just want to be the first ones and that's not what we do we no. give it to you we have everything you know what i mean it's well, absolutely
1: not at all because i procrastinated
0: <laughs> so peep that out and also I got an album that's coming out on January 1st so yeah with uh, the Rack on to a click so peep that shit uh, it's gonna be out like literally January 1st like Bandcamp uh, nice. and uh, SoundCloud is gonna be on there awesome this is gonna be like a cool little mixtape but yeah and we're gonna have a new single that we're gonna be pushing out there um, it's gonna be uh, uh, Howdy Haters you' you're gonna love it. <laughs> you, you haters gonna love it. You haters gonna hate yeah. it. The the comment section's gonna love it. <laughs> oh yeah, you know it. That like dedicated it to the bar. comment section. Yo, this next joint's dedicated to the comment section. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs>
1: um, I, I wanted to give a big shout out because I know I shit on the com- the commentators before, but seriously, the off goers are fucking great. And uh, and yeah. in saying so. I wanted to give a specific shout-out, even though I'm sure she's not listening to this right now, to one very special off-goer who I learned uh, that we've acquired. My mom! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my, my mom listens listens to the podcast. Uh, she she listens to it going to sleep, so it's nice to know that we're a good sleep aid. But um, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, she she told me over the holiday break. She was like, "Oh, I've been going to sleep l- listening to you and Darren's podcast." I started with the episode where you had that girl on. She was talking about the Samus episode, and I was like, "Oh shit, yeah!" And she was like, "I heard that song you guys made. Like, so she liked that. So it, it was cool." So I got her listening. I'm pretty sure she's far asleep by this point, but...
0: Um, <laughs> you gotta save all of our cursing for the second half of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You kidding me? Who do you
1: think I fucking got that shit from? Anyway. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out this week. Um, I'm pretty sure this is going to go up. Um... It, probably in the beginning of the new year. I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make the deadline. So this will probably end up being the first episode of the new year. But either way, I hope <laughs> you guys... Happy New Year! <laughs> happy New Year! I hope you guys... We're uh, still
0: talking about Christmas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it's Christmas until Valentine's Day as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, uh, hope you guys were safe and didn't do anything stupid. And, um, that goes for 2017. Don't do anything stupid for the whole rest of the fucking year. I'm not talking about just drinking and doing stupid shit. I'm just talking about stupid shit. You fucking saw how 2016 ended up? We're going to be on our fucking A game. Anyway, um, <laughs> if this is your first time checking us out, thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it. If, if you're I mean, if you listening to this part of the episode, you probably enjoyed it to some degree. Uh, if you want to listen to the old episodes, they're all up on YouTube and uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Search the Going Off Podcast. All our old episodes are on there. And uh, until next time, for 2017, fresh for
0: 2017, you suckers, I'm (laughs) News. And I'm Rav Critic. And this week, we're telling you to don't do opioids. Just please don't.